Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. This is day three of our look together through John chapter one, verses 19 to 34 today. We're going to be looking together at a man by the name of John the Baptist. You know, sometimes you see those little blurbs in the back of book jackets where they talk about how this person was great and they did this and they did that. You see nice things said about people. Well, John the Baptist had something nice said about him once, and it was by no greater authority than Jesus Christ. Here's what Jesus said about John the Baptist. Luke chapter 7, verse 28, he said, I tell you, John is greater than any other person ever born. But even the least important person in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Now, he puts it in perspective at the end about how great we are in the kingdom of God. But at the beginning, he says, John is greater than any other person ever born. Any other person. Moses, Abraham, Deborah, Esther, David, any other person. My question is, what can I learn from him? If Jesus said that he had that kind of life of greatness, what can I learn from him? Well, as we look together at verses 19 to 34, there are three things that I see to learn from John. First of all, I can learn that John knew who he was. That was one of the secrets of his greatness. He knew who he was. In verse 6 and 7, there came a man sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify that concerning the light so that through him all men might believe. John knew that he was a man sent from God. People came from everywhere, flocking to hear him, to see him. He knew that he was simply a man sent from God. He was a man who didn't fit the mold. Now, John, his name was a common name then and and now, but he was not a common person. He was unique. He didn't fit the mold of a Pharisee or a Sadducee or a scribe, the religious groups of that day, religious leaders. He didn't look like a prophet. He didn't talk like a priest. He didn't smell like a saint. He lived out in the desert. He was unique, but he didn't aim to be different. He aimed at being obedient, just a man sent from God. This verse also says he knew that he was a witness, a witness to the light. In verse 23, we're told that he knew he was a voice of one calling in the desert. John replied in verse 23 in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I'm the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. He knew that about himself. Make straight the way of the Lord. Make a road, a road that would be fit for a traveling king because of the importance of his journey, the importance of the person. He paved the way for Jesus Christ. John knew He knew that he was a baptizer. We all know that. That's what we call him, John the Baptist. He knew that he was a baptizer with water. Listen to what he said in verses 24 to 26. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one who you do not know. God sent me to baptize, he said. And John's baptism was a baptism of cleansing, not of filling, of cleansing. It was a baptism of water and not of the Spirit. I've had many people ask me about this chapter. If baptism is a symbol of our new life in Jesus Christ, then why did John baptize? Well, I want you to understand three baptisms that that are important to understand in this section. You need to understand Jewish baptism and John's baptism and then believer's baptism. Jewish baptism, John wasn't the only one baptizing in that day, nor were Jesus later and his disciples. When someone wanted to come into the Jewish faith as an adult, they would often be baptized. It was a sort of a ceremonial washing and a sign that they wanted to see some change in their life. That was already going on. And then John came into the picture, and you have John's baptism, which was a baptism of repentance. I want to repent of my sins. Now, did this baptism save someone? Did it give them a relationship with God? No. 
Acts chapter 18, verse 24, Acts chapter 19, we're told throughout the book of Acts, no, it did not. Those who were baptized with the baptism of John, that was just looking forward to getting to know Jesus someday. Jesus is the one who saves, not not John. So you have Jewish baptism, then John's baptism, but then you have believer's baptism in the New Testament. That's the baptism that after you've been saved by grace, you say, I want to be baptized to show everybody what God has done in my life. Now, with that aside about baptism aside, let's get back to John. John knew who he was. He was a baptizer. He was a voice of one calling in the desert. He knew who he was, but more importantly, he knew who he was not. He knew who he wasn't. And this, possibly more than anything else, was the secret of his greatness. When in verse 23, some priests and Levites and investigation committee came to see him and they asked, who are you? He begins by telling them who he is not. He says, I'm not the Messiah. Verse 19, they came and they asked, who are you? In verse 20, he says, he did not fail to confess. He confessed freely, I am not the Christ. And then in verse 21, they asked him again, who are you? Are you Elijah? I am not. Are you the prophet? No, Elijah and the prophet were both Old Testament figures that were looking forward to someday that God would come in Jesus Christ, that the promised one would come. They didn't know that it was gonna be Jesus Christ in that day, but they looked forward to Elijah coming or the prophet coming as as a forerunner to the Messiah, the promised one. Are you that one? Nope, John said, nope, that's not who I am. One of life's most important questions is in verse 22, who are you? And this was a crucial point in the life of John. It's a crucial point in all of our lives. And John could have bragged at that moment, He had a great ancestry. His father was a priest. He could have talked about that. He had a great spiritual story. You might remember that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. He could have talked about that. He could have talked about his success baptizing in the desert. He could have talked about his sacrifice, eating locusts and wild honey. But his choice, he just said, I'm a voice. I'm a voice of one that calls out in the desert. I'm a baptizer looking forward to what God's going to do. John the Baptist knew who he wasn't, and he knew who he was. Just that simple. Knowing who he was not clarified God's call on his life, and knowing who he was clarified God's call on his life. Knowing who he was not kept him from chasing after that which was not God's call, kept him from wasting time and confusion about God's call. And knowing who he was gave him the clarity of direction to know what to do in God's call on his life. Now, it's not enough just to know who you aren't, and it's not enough just to know who you are. It takes both, but it also takes a third thing. In fact, the third thing is even more important. John knew who he wasn't, he knew who he was, and he knew who Jesus was. To be great, you have to understand who Jesus really is. The more you understand of him, the greater you can become. I just want to walk quickly through these verses and notice the depth of John's understanding of Jesus. John understood Jesus' greatness. In verse 27, he says, this is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. In that day, there was a rabbinic saying, every service which a slave performs for his master shall a disciple do for his teacher, except the loosing of his sandal thong. He says, when somebody's learning from someone as a disciple, they don't have to unloose their sandal thong. That's beneath them. And John says, you know what? I'm not even worthy to do that for him. He understood the greatness of Jesus. He understood the purpose of Jesus. In verse 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
You look back to the Old Testament, the sacrificial lamb that was slain so that people's sins would be forgiven. And he says, this is the lamb of God who once and for all is going to take away the sins of the world. We're going to talk about that a lot in the gospel of John. He takes away the sin, not just covers it over, he takes it away. He understood Jesus's nature. In verse 30, he says, this is the one I meant when I said, a man comes after me and he surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was so that he might be revealed to Israel. He's surpassed me because he was before me. He he understands that in some way, Jesus was before him. Even though John was born before Jesus a few months, Jesus was before me. Now, remember, John the Baptist and Jesus had a relationship with each other. When Mary, Jesus' mother, was pregnant with Jesus, she went to see a relative by the name of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist. They were related to each other. They were were cousins. And so John knew who Jesus was. And yet here he says, I myself did not know him. What does that mean? Well, there's two words for know in the Greek language. One means to have a relationship or an acquaintance with. That's not the idea here. The other is the idea of figuring out, truly understanding. And he says, in this moment, I understand his nature. I see who he is. He is the one. And so because of that, John understood. He understood Jesus. He understood his calling also. In verse 32, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. God has called him. He understood his power, his power to baptize with the Holy Spirit. I would not have known him except the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, he's the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now, that phrase, baptized with the Holy Spirit, we attach a lot of different spiritual meanings to that. I think this is one verse where it would have been better to translate the Greek word baptized rather than just take the Greek letters, baptizo, and put them over into English. The Greek word baptized just means immerse. So except the one who sent me to immerse people with water told me the man on whom you see the Spirit come down, he's going to immerse people in the Holy Spirit. The idea here is that Jesus wants to immerse us in his spirit, the spirit of God, to give us God's power in our lives. He understood Jesus's power. And he also understood his Godhood. I have seen in verse 34, and I testify that this is the Son of God. He knew who Jesus was. When we get to John chapter 3, we're going to see that this is tested again in John the Baptist's life. Knowing who Jesus is, knowing who you are, knowing who you are not, that's not a question you settle once and for all. I found that it gets tested again and again and again in life. So I want to invite you as we pray. Let's settle it today, for today, as we pray. And as you pray, just say, Jesus Christ, help me to recognize who I am, who you've made me to be, and to live that out with joy, the joy of your creation. And help me to recognize who I am not, what you've not made me to do, and to even rejoice in living out who you've made me to be, but not trying to live out what you've not made me to be. Help me never to try to become a copy of someone else. And Jesus, more than anything else, help me today to recognize who you are and to live out in my life the truth of who you are, your purpose, your greatness, your power. I need you, Jesus Christ. I ask for your strength today. In your name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to begin to look together at the way that Jesus called his first disciples to follow him in verses 35 to 42.